0: and banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, Blueberry Crepe Anthony and Eggs Benedict Moose. All right. I like that. Hello.
1: What's up,
0: Dave? That was a bit of a short welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm mixing up because I've been I've been listening back and sometimes the long welcomes are just they're just egregious. You know, like, uh, you know, I'll get excited. I'm going to save the really long ones for the, you know, the really not that this is an exciting episode, but the really hot topic episodes, like the, uh, the Russell Wilson trade rumors. That's like a, that's a big welcome
2: in, you know, or when, gonna, when he I'm does not, get traded or yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I'm not going to lie. I it threw me off a little bit. I, I might be <laughs> off. It might be off my game.
0: <laughs> well, Sunday afternoon, we're coming, coming to you guys Sunday, February 28th. Um, It is afternoon for all of us, East coast, West coast. And moose is always thrown off by these afternoon recordings.
2: No, no, no. Last time it was like a uh, crack of dawn here. Crack it. <laughs> <Crack of dawn. laughs> Last time was what? 12 o'clock. It was yeah. at yeah, it was noon. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd woken up like half an hour before that. Moose is oh,
0: a mess. And night owl, if there ever was one. Uh Anthony,
1: I picked uh crepes for you, blueberry crepes. I'm surprised. Uh, do I seem like a blueberry crepe guy to you? No,
0: just because crepe sounds like crap and uh, s- some of your teams this year were complete crepe. Yeah. <laughs> your,
2: your 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 takes were real flat this season. He's well, so un- so un- <laughs> untivy. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well at least I have <laughs> at least I have <laughs> name at least I have plaques on trophies.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that cuts deep. Yeah. That that cuts deep like a stack of 12 like, cakes. Like if
1: if we all if the world came like if we were <laughs> If the world you know, ended all, tomorrow, yeah, and like and like restarted up, and then people are digging for like artifacts, and they found our trophy. Like your name wouldn't be on it, mine would, no, and Moose's name would be. I guess that's, that's a shame to Moose, so,
0: Com- Commissioner Moose, who never got me a trophy for my win in Dynasty, the original Dynasty. But, I'm not sure. Uh, I I'm not even sure of
1: what you're talking about. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh don't know who Anthony Harrison is. <laughs>
0: I mean, people will know, people will know, Fran, <laughs> yeah, isn't this uh, Moose, your eggs ex- Benedict, because, well, I mean, you just love eggs ex- Benedict.
1: Well, oh, I thought you were going to go like Benedict Arnold or something like, and I actually, like, oh, Moose, nice. can you,
0: can you tell us a story of how you got a uh, breakfast named after you at a local breakfast place?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there was a,
2: it's quite a simple story, actually. There's uh, <laughs> was told a, half of it. there was a, a, a breakfast place that uh, recently opened up and, uh, They were offering Eggs Benedict um, with, I think you could get bacon or sausage underneath the egg, but I wanted both. So I frequently ordered the, uh, you know, sausage Eggs Benedict, and I always requested to have the bacon tucked in underneath as well. And then eventually one of the waitresses was like, oh, we should name this after you. And then I was like, yeah and uh so we we offered uh, we, yeah we
0: offered, we, riveting
2: we uh, we offered up a few names but uh in the end the owner of the restaurant decided to call it the uh was it the canadian classic or something
1: yeah something like that because you guys were oh, real canadian. was it was it a yeah or was it your classic sure sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> i bet you it was a sure um, it was it was some time ago so I anthony i i'm not uh i don't know
0: Anyways, pretty cool when you uh, ask for something and they name it after you. Yeah. Also shows how frequently we attended that. Oh, uh,
2: we, were, we were there almost every weekend for brunch. Which place was this yeah. one? It's uh, Cartier. Oh, Cartier is Le awesome.
0: See, on sources, yeah, good, love good that spot. place. Yeah. Good spot. And if
2: anyone from the Cartier is listening to this podcast, we love you, and we can't wait to get back in there one day.
0: Mm, oh yeah, indeed. Beautiful. All right, guys. Enough breakfast chat. Let's uh, let's get into some headlines. I will start, and my headline is coming out of San Francisco, so be sure to wear a flower in your hair, and that is that GM John Lynch has no doubt that Jimmy G will be their quarterback this upcoming season. This after they were initially non-committal, and rumors were coming out that Kyle Shanahan did not want Jimmy Garoppolo as their, or potentially didn't want him as their uh, starting QB, and that they were looking into other options. But I guess now that they've seen uh, Stafford and Wentz um, be traded, and Deshaun Watson looks like the Texans don't want to release Deshaun Watson, looks like there's not many other options for San Francisco. So looks like they're rolling with Jimmy G. So my question to you guys is: If Jimmy G is at the helm for San Francisco, are you happy with that? Do you like how? How do you feel for the fantasy options in San Francisco?
2: I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think you're thrilled, but I don't think you're upset either. I mean, Jimmy G's not he's not terrible. Like he he can he can be good. I think the big thing with Jimmy Garoppolo right now is nagging injuries, you know, that mm. slow him down. I think as a quarterback, he's he's pretty good. I mean, he was he was a decent backup with uh, with the Patriots, you know. Then he came to San Fran, goes to the Super Bowl, gets a bunch of injuries, and now people are sort of questioning. Well, you know can Jimmy Garoppolo still play? And I think the answer is yes. So long as he doesn't have any nagging injuries.
1: Yeah. Uh, like we, we've seen the talent around him do well under him as quarterback. Like Moose said, it's, it's the injuries that I don't think anybody will be starting him in, on their fantasy teams. But as far as if you're worried about Kittle and Debo Samuel and um, Brandon ayuk um i i would say don't worry uh if he's healthy um they'll play well uh they'll do good for your fantasy teams and even if he does get injured uh a guy like nick mullins is still very capable of getting those guys the ball so i would say that he he is not going to be a starting qb on your fantasy team but uh if he is healthy all year don't worry it'll be good for the other players
0: Agreed, and I think that's uh, that's exactly right. You guys hit the nail on the head. But I, I tend to lean. I'd rather a healthy Jimmy G than a Nick Mullins, like for for the fantasy options on the team. So, um, if you do have Kittle or Ayuk or Debo Samuel, uh, you're probably wanting Jimmy G to be healthy. So, that's what I'm looking forward to: healthy Jimmy G in San Fran. Moose, what is your headline?
2: My headline is that the Bills are apparently now. The top contenders to signing J.J. Watt, which to me would make the Bills, I mean, you know, they came so close this season. I think the addition of J.J. Watt would would push them that extra step to to have the big season next season. Uh, do you guys agree with that?
0: Well, I think the intangibles that he brings to a team, a.k.a. his leadership and his experience, would be huge. So I think overall, we'd see that like his leadership, I think the defense would get better just off of that. And then I agree, Moose. I think that Buffalo was—they need a running back, a more a capable running back. So they need to bring a third one in, or a, or a full time guy. And they needed a better pass rush. So, you know, JJ Watt, although he's not his MVP, you know, Hall of Fame type of of, of defensive lineman anymore, he can still get to the quarterback, and uh, and he's versatile. You can use him, he could to plug the run. You, you know, he plays inside. Um, kind of like he was Aaron Donald before there was Aaron Donald, but he can still get to the quarterback. So, and you have to count for him. So I think it would make a, a huge difference overall for Buffalo.
1: Yeah. The, the reason why so many teams are trying to acquire him, like uh, Dave said perfectly, um, this guy, like a team doesn't need to set up blitzes when you have a guy like JJ Watt, like he can get to the quarterback himself. So yeah, he's not MVP JJ Watt, but this guy will disrupt and make and make quarterbacks feel uncomfortable. so I think this gives this if Buffalo does end up getting him, it'll give them a huge boost on defense. Um, yeah, he, he's still super talented. he just needs to stay healthy like he did last season.
0: Yeah and while that this might be more real football news, it, everything is relevant to fantasy football. So if the Buffalo defense is better, it means they're stopping their opponents sooner. It means their offense gets more time on the field. So everything's relevant to fantasy football. And the the better your defense is, the more opportunities you give to your
1: tier O. Correct. Cool. Now, I'll go with mine. (laughs) Well, I thought you were going to set me up. You set up (laughs) Moose.
0: You you went for it, though.
1: (laughs) Well, I looked at you, and then anyways. All right. So um, per Nick Shook, uh, NFL writer, um, he wrote that Sean McVay believes Rams Cam Akers is an every down back and calls him, a special player. Now this is interesting because the Rams have been a hot hot topic with us um as far as looking at the running backs because last year they had Malcolm Brown, Darrell Henderson, Cam Akers. It was definitely running back by committee type deal. Um and this is pretty interesting. We the three of us assume that Malcolm Brown will be on the team. So let's look at it as if he's not cam makers and Daryl Henderson. What does this mean for Daryl Henderson? Is he going to be a factor? Um, I'm sure he will still be used, but maybe um, maybe he'll be removed from like uh, an every week kind of like flex play where you can kind of slot him in to replace uh, maybe an injured starting, um, an injured starting running back. So, I don't know what what do you guys think? I think Cam Akers definitely look like a a number 1 RB towards the back half of the season. Um I think it would be silly for them not to use Darrell Henderson because he's clearly talented as well.
0: Hmm. So in terms of what I think they're going to do, I I don't know. You don't you don't really know. I think that Sean McVay would like to lean towards a a, a main guy and that is Cam Akers. And I think he'll Cam Akers will get the bulk of of the work.
1: So maybe um, just to word it differently, do you think that, will you guys be drafting Darrell Henderson Jr. with this news? I know it's still very early, but uh, yeah. are you worried about him now?
0: So if it was today, uh, and I'll let Moose jump in after after this, but if it was today, I would draft Darrell Henderson late, very late, um, as someone I'm expecting, you know, one of those backup running backs that you expect might get a little bit of work, but you're, you're not hoping for injury ever. But if, can makers were to get injured then he he immediately moves into a a, a, primo, a primo role right so yeah. you know tony pollard was in that category this year chase edmonds um guys like that that you're you're thinking well they could they have an opportunity with an injury to move into a big time role
2: yeah i have an opposite opinion of all this i uh, i honestly think it's going to stay a committee um Darrell henderson will it will he'll be the pass catching back and i think i think they're going to split shares um but i i think it'll be they're a powerful offense, so I don't think it's one taking away from the other. Hmm. I think they're both going to put up fantasy points week to week. You know, Darrell Henderson, we've seen him; he breaks off for big runs. We've seen what Cam Akers can do, but I think Cam Akers is just the you know crash and smash guy, and Darrell Henderson's going to be uh, you know a little more finesse. But okay. I, I and I agree with what you said, Davey. He's a late round pick. I'm not prioritizing him.
1: Right. right. I think he's one of the – I think there's very few of these in the league that a guy – like if Cam Akers gets injured, let's say, and they only have one running back, I think Darrell Henderson will be a week-in, week-out starter where you're not like, oh, is this a bad matchup for him? I think it's rare that you have a true handcuff that if the lead guy gets injured, you have a guy that can replace him and be productive. So I think Darrell Henderson's that guy. Still a late-round pick, but um, I'd say if you're the Cam Akers owner – in your drafts, uh, towards, uh, getting towards the NFL, the 2021 season that he should be a guy looked at for your bench. Oh, for sure.
2: He's a, he's a top 10 handcuff. That's, there's no
0: doubt. And yeah, I just worry that if Moose's, uh, thought comes to fruition that they're all being used. I, I worry about that. Like, I don't want to see a true committee again because for fantasy players, um or fantasy owners it's so hard to know when to play these guys specifically it'd be like well do i play henderson is henderson my flex this week or not and it's just you never you never knew for the first half or more of this season who was going to be the guy
1: yeah, yeah. between two and malcolm brown
2: they they targeted darrell henderson in the past game a lot more than cam Akers. Mm-hmm. yeah i think and cam
1: makers is going to be the
0: touchdown guy well, Cam Akers has got a lot less of everything to start the year, right? right. And then he came yeah. into his own in that New England game.
2: I well, that's it. Was- that, that's another thing that's, this is a, I mean, I think it's, you're, everyone's in the same position that we were in this season is we're going to, we're honestly going to have no idea until the game plays out. And especially with Matt Stafford there, I mean, the running game might take a back seat. You know, they've, they've got amazing wide receivers who, <laughs> who could be scoring the touchdowns. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that the running backs won't get their due and, and get yeah. you fantasy points, but it's a brand-new offense now.
1: So right. we'll see what happens. But they also might not be playing from behind as much. So who knows?
0: Yeah, a lot remains to be seen. So that begs the question where – so to me, I see the threat of the Cam Akers committee to be uh, about on par as like the J.K. Dobbins and Baltimore – Committee because we know they like to have a lot of running backs. We know they have Gus Edwards. There's Justice Hill there. They have to sign Gus Edwards, but we assume they're going to sign him. And then who knows? Maybe they bring in a veteran. So to me, I have those guys ranked kind of back-to-back. I'd be happy with either of those two, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. If I could snag them as my RB2, I'd be thrilled with that. Um, But to me, there's equal risk there with both those guys, but I like them both a lot. Um, What do you guys think? Are those comparable situations? And then...
2: I mean, I drafted Cam Akers this season. Mm-hmm. The guy's extremely talented on, you know, what should be an high po- a high-powered offense. Realistically, injury or bad coaching are the only things that should slow him down.
1: Right. And I, I think, actually, I give a bump to J.K. Dobbins. I'll have to check my rankings because I think the backup or the, the next RB in line, whoever it is, whether it's Gus Edwards or Justice Hill, I think is less talented than...
2: Daryl Henderson.
1: Henderson. So I would say that J.K. Dobbins will probably have more opportunity. Um, Whereas, like Moose said, uh, Daryl Henderson Jr., I believe is his full name, uh, will receive more of the passing game. Uh, Like, um, will be the pass catching back and Cam Akers, like Moose said, will be the grounded pound, uh, touchdown type guy. So I think J.K. Dobbins could be a true every down back because of the lack of talent behind him
0: okay well that's interesting i I think that's a good point if if baltimore doesn't bring anyone else in and it's just that current setup then yeah i think you might be right um and that kind of leads us into we're already kind of into our main topic of discussion but there was such an amazing class of rookie running backs from this 2020 season uh that have emerged um and we you know we already talked a little bit about it in our running back rankings episode go check those out our back-to-back Running back episodes. Um, no, what was it called? Running back to back <laughs> episodes rankings. Um, but out of all of our rookie running backs from this year, um, who do you guys see? Who are you guys most excited about uh, taking off next year in their second
1: year? Um, um for for me, it's uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, Anthony Lynn, like we've spoke about in the past, is now uh the offensive coach in Detroit. Um, if DeAndre Swift stays healthy, I think since uh Anthony Lynn was I think he started out as a running back coach uh in the NFL when he started coaching. Uh I think Yeah, he, he was a running came- back himself. And he was a running back himself. I believe, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. And I, I think it'd give him a boost. It just we know Detroit will be playing from behind like usual. But I, I think <laughs> I think if they don't re sign
2: possibly uh, even further behind
1: possibly even <laughs> further behind um, but we don't know what's going on with the receivers over there so I think they will have no choice to try and use him and since he is a good uh, maybe slightly above average pass catching back um, I think he, he'll he be good for golf uh, and it'll be good to boost his game because I think a lot of people were a little disappointed with him in his rookie season. He was supposed to be the first running back off the board in the real life rookie draft, but um mm-hmm. yeah, but let's be
2: let's be honest. We, we can blame uh Matt Patricia and old man right. Peterson for that.
1: Exactly. So that's why I'm excited because mm-hmm. I I think he'll he'll take a leap. Uh, I don't well, know how much higher he'll be, but I think he will be better and I'm excited to see.
0: Well, actually Moose, you can blame Patrick Mahomes for DeAndre Swift not being the first running back off the board because um, the Kansas City Brass asked Mahomes, um, which player are you most excited about in the draft? They texted him, like, which player do you think we should take? And he said, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And so they already liked Clyde Edwards-Alaire fitting into their offense, so they went with him. So that's why he was the first running back off the board. But But He wasn't uh, even the second. uh, DeAndre Swift wasn't the second, right? It was Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. But Moose, you're right. We can blame Patricia and them for not using Swift correctly.
2: I mean, they, they benched him for dropping the ball. I and mean, people dropped the ball oh, all that the time. First, was, that
0: the, was that week one where he dropped that touchdown like pass? Yes. Yeah, and yes. oh, it was to win the game, but yeah, the poor guy is a rookie. I remember that. I remember going through that, like, like uh, talking about is, on the podcast.
2: Uh, well, as, as a coach, so you have a rookie. It's the start of the season. No preseason, no camp, no anything. You put A heat pile of pressure on his shoulders by tossing him. uh, Well, and I mean, I guess it's maybe Matt Stafford's fault a little bit too. Tossing a rookie, you know, the game-winning pass. You know, maybe, maybe you should have ran a play that would, you know, feature a a veteran player, someone who's been in this situation a little bit more. And then, and then you go ahead and bench the guy. Like, get serious. Like, that's not how you resolve
0: this. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of people, I think, agree that Dunderstift is the out of out of this that running back class is the most talented. So the only thing he's lacking is maybe a good O-line, good coaching, and the opportunity. Is he getting enough volume? So if those things are better next year, yeah, Anthony, you're right. He could see the most improvement out of those guys in fantasy.
2: Yeah. For me, um, I mean, this isn't a a most improvement. It's more of a situational improvement. And we saw flashes of A.J. Dillon this season. But depending on what happens in Green Bay, I mean, I'm looking forward to him because I have him in the dynasty but I think from what we've seen, he's a big body uh, running back who's going to smash through defenses, um, you know, similar to the stuff we've seen from Jonathan Taylor, who's, I mean, another person I think we're all excited about. But depending on what happens in Green Bay, I, I really can't wait to see what happens with AJ Dillon. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when I watched
0: his combine, I
2: remember it was about a year
0: ago now, sitting down and watching the NFL combine. I I wasn't super excited about AJ Dillon. I I thought he struggled with the uh, cones drill and the high stepping and his lateral movement. I didn't find him to be I don't and I'm watching his game tape, I didn't think he had breakaway speed, but again, watching the like, those playoff games, especially in the snow, I was very impressed. So I I was very impressed with his ability to to play at the NFL level in that speed and he is a monster. <laughs> he was breaking tackles left, right and center. So um, yeah, if, if Aaron Jones, so here's the question for you guys, if Aaron Jones does not re-sign in Green Bay, which, you know, we already talked about, there's rumors he might go to Miami, they have a mutual interest. If Aaron Jones is not back in Green Bay and it's just, um, is it uh, Jamal, Williams Jamal Williams and, yes. um, AJ Dillon, how, first of all, who do you, how do you see that going and, and how high would you, would you be willing to draft AJ Dillon? I
2: mean, I take him in the third round. As a th- okay in the true
0: third round or, or you're not speak, speaking yeah about true our keeper true league, third like round. True I'd probably third round, take him
1: but... in the back half of a true third round. You think he leapfrogs Jamal Williams? Yeah. Like he he'll be like the kind of like what we're saying about uh, Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson. Like he'll be like the ground and pound touchdown guy. Well, Jamal man, Jamal Williams.
2: Jamal Williams had his chance. He's had many chances, and you know they they don't think he's he's the guy. Like they don't really feature him fifty percent of the time. You know what I mean? It's not like...
0: Yeah, not quite 50. They they like him, though, and he's good. Um, But yeah, I don't think he'd be... He, he wouldn't be the number one guy. He wouldn't be like the... Yeah. Like,
2: like, the like they went the and cares. got A.J. Dillon, Jamal Charles, there's, I think, Dexter Williams is also there, and one other guy. Like it's, They have depth, you know? So they, they went and they got A.J. Dillon for the intent of A.J. Dillon to, to be the guy.
0: Yeah, in case Aaron Jones leaves. Anthony, what do you think?
1: Hmm. Um... I, I tend to agree with Moose that I, I think he they will try to feature him more than Jamal Williams because Jamal Williams has had his chance. Of course, he's still super talented. We talked about him during the season that if Aaron Jones is out, like he's a very capable running back. But um, I don't know if I would take A.J. Dillon third round because I think there's still that unknown. And we have seen Jamal Williams in relief of Aaron Jones, I think it was two years ago, have like a solid like – three, four weeks in a row of fantasy production. So I would just say because nothing, like we didn't see enough of A.J. Dillon, like we definitely saw him in the playoffs. Okay, so here's so
2: here's, here's what I want to say. I want to break this down just to see where your mindset's at. So yes, we, we all agree A.J. Dillon is very talented. Yeah, sure. Okay. Now what happens to the majority of the running backs by halfway through the season to the end of the season? Injured injuries. Right. So... To me, A.J. Dillon could not be a better guy to get early. And, you know, you're probably going to ride him into the second half of the season, into playoffs. You know, Because assume- you're
0: assuming the bigger body, he'll be more durable.
2: Well, no, but if, if Jamal Williams, like Anthony's well, saying, if Jamal Williams can going to be the guy, chances are Jamal Williams is going to get banged up, he's going to get injured, whatever. And then in comes Fresh Legs Dillon, I think Fresh he legs. I think he would, monster legs, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I think he would be a great guy that you want to I I mean personally that's why I would draft him in the 3rd.
1: Yeah, well that that's definitely a good strategy and I, I tend to agree with that, but you also can't like we know that half the running backs will probably get injured. You just don't know which ones. So in the 3rd round, there's probably yeah, but, that's not, already, but
2: that's not that's not the point. Like the point you, we got a plan, right? You got a plan for the future. So right.
1: I, I can't think
2: of another running back way later. I mean, obviously there's, there's always the chance of wavering someone, but we've seen AJ Dylan play. So I would rather use my draft pick to lock him in with the anticipation that at some point, either he'll win the role or he's just going to be in the role because of situation. Right.
1: But I, like I'm saying, that's a good strategy, but I wouldn't take that gamble because if like, I don't think we have this on us right now but if we were to do a mock draft now I think I would be happier with a running back uh that I know is going to play at the third round I don't know if he'll be injured he might not and I don't know if AJ Dillon is going to take off in the back half of the season so I would say that I would gamble on another running back in the third round and try and get him in the fifth or sixth, because I don't think people will be looking to him compared to like let's say the other sophomore running backs, because it is a true unknown. So well, I'd say you'd be able well, to get him yeah, later. But, but Aaron, you are Aaron, Aaron Jones is gone.
2: We're, we're, yeah, we're this situation exactly. is Aaron Jones is gone. If Aaron
0: Jones is there. Then AJ Dillon okay, would go yeah. in like the sixth the sixth, seventh round around yeah. there. But if if Aaron Jones is gone
1: if he's gone, AJ yeah.
0: Dillon's going then I agree. pretty I, early. Okay. Yeah. Then I would tend to agree. Okay, Cause cause I, I think That's he, the situation
2: yeah. we've been describing. Is that Aaron yes. Jones is gone? Uh, you know what what's then the situation in Green Bay?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in that situation, so Aaron Jones is gone, would you rather have AJ Dillon or Clyde Edwards Alaire?
2: Uh, I'm taking CH. Yeah, me too.
0: Okay. A little, little bit because it's safer.
2: It's just, it's the high powered offense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: They're okay. scoring points. They're, the they're moving down the higher. field.
0: All right. How about this? Let's do a veteran. Um, Again, same situation. Aaron Jones is he's gone. I'll <laughs> just keep reminding you. Uh, would you rather have AJ Dillon or this one's for you, Anthony? Melvin Gordon.
2: AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. Dillon.
0: Okay. Me too. Um, AJ Dillon or Chris Carson, assuming he's on Seattle. AJ Dillon. Uh, AJ Dillon yeah, I, w- I would go AJ Dillon Assuming I already have my other well, one or one or two running backs locked up. Yeah, AJ Dillon's
2: sure. AJ Dylan's your third running back. He's de- I I wouldn't yeah. like he's a flex. He's, I wouldn't. Uh, you think he's three. Okay. At this yeah. point, at this point, I wouldn't rely on him to be your uh, your guy. But you know, so what like, I guess like, the, si- the situation I'm describing is you're taking three running backs with your first three picks. Yeah, running back, and running back. Y- AJ Dillon you know Well then, Moose, I- how
0: are you going to take a quarterback in the third round?
2: Well, that's like it. We
0: talked about last week. <laughs>
2: that's it. But it, it really it depends on the strategy you want to take, and it
0: depends on your um, place, your draft, your draft position, I should say.
1: And you know what? Like maybe I maybe I should just go full force with Moose's take because we made I don't know if we made fun of him, but we were we questioned his early Cam Akers pick in one of our main leagues, and it panned out for him. Uh he, he didn't get to use them till the back half well, of the season yeah, but it turned out. It didn't, yeah, yeah, it didn't but, pan out but for most but from he,
0: where he took him.
1: Yeah, but he was right. able to find um value in other players that he took after, and he was able to make it to the playoffs and use cam makers when he, it mattered most. And cam, which is what cam he's, cam he's makers, saying about A.J. Dillon. Yeah,
2: Cam Makers actually got me into the playoffs. Yeah, like, yes, in that, 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 was that week where week. he got twenty six points or something wild like that. Mm-hmm. So
1: you're looking at so AJ Moose's Dillon, take Moose's take
0: on Cam Makers was correct, but Moose, did you hold on to him for the whole year? Whole year, yeah, yes. and good. And that was that was the braver decision. Same with uh, because DeAndre most Swift. people who drafted Cam Akers um, dro- would have dropped him at some point yeah. or given up on him, but Moose held on to him. Yeah, someone that, that's the braver decision. Someone
2: in our league dropped DeAndre Swift after. Yeah, that week would have three.
0: been that would have been me. <laughs> I think you, me, or your <laughs> it dad. Was, I think it was your either dad, you, are, you
2: or Jeff, I think. And I, yeah. I, sc- I scooped him up right away. I said, "Well, this yeah. guy, this guy just needs a." He needs 5 minutes. Just give the yeah. guy the ball for 5 minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Um okay, fair enough. <laughs> Other rookie running back. So guys, another rookie running back. So we already we mentioned Jonathan Taylor. Super excited about him. I think he's a lock for top 10 RB this year. I have him as high as as 6 in my rankings. I think you guys had him more 7-8 around there. Um love JT. I don't think we need to talk too much more about him and his situation and his talent. Let's talk about other guys. Another guy I'm really excited about and really high on, you guys said maybe too high on, was Antonio Gibson um, at, out of Washington. And, and to me, with how, how much Ron Rivera used Christian McCaffrey in Carolina and how he likened Antonio Gibson to CMCs, like, yeah, I think he's a lot uh, similar. Um, I, I think his, his usage is only going to go up. And the fact that Antonio Gibson was a top five running back up until he got his turf toe, um, I'm really excited about him. And I know JD McKissick's there and you guys are going to talk about how JD McKissick will steal all the uh, check down passes from Alex Smith, et cetera. But we still saw that situation this year and I'm just pumped about Antonio Gibson. Um, so where would you guys rather have Antonio Gibson or would you rather have AJ Dillon <laughs>
2: without Aaron Jones? Well, Antonio Gibson we know is the starter. So I I'd take Antonio Gibson just yeah. for that, just for that reason alone. Okay. And I mean, I hate I hate the Washington situation so i'm I'm probably steering clear of of Washington as much as I can, but that's not to say if you can get Antonio Gibson get Antonio Gibson he's a fantastic running back and the likelihood is he's going to have an amazing season. okay
1: yeah. So I, I'm kind of hoping that, just as the offseason goes on that the other sophomore running backs get talked about way more and people forget about Antonio Gibson so I can get him in a later round. Just because Moose and I have him at 13, like Moose said, it doesn't mean we don't think he's going to do well. It's just that team, it's a very boring team. Um, I don't think a lot dynamic-wise is going to change. So I don't know if he'll be – as productive. Like, I, I don't think he'll take a huge drop, but I don't think he'll take um, I don't think he'll do better this year. I think he'll either stay the same or drop a tiny bit. So I, I'm all for players taking the leap. And I think looking at the other sophomore running backs uh, for 2021, I think there are others that ex- that I'm more excited about.
0: Besides the ones you've already mentioned, who else are you more excited about?
1: Um i'm excited about jk dobbins because i always knew he was gonna take uh take a step up i just we just didn't know what was going to happen because there's always it's always a crowded backfield over there and ingram had in 2019 come off his best season ever even in the receiving game which it was his best receiving year so we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know if ingram was going to just go all out for his final season and then retire or whatever so now i think that we know. We know officially that – oh, my God, I just said his name and now I can't remember it. Mark Ingram? Yeah, Mark Ingram is uh, gone. (laughs) Classic Uh, Anthony move. uh, J.K. Dobbins, I think, and like we mentioned, uh, the backups or the secondary running backs to him are not as talented as he is or even as talented as some of the other backups in the league. So I think J.K. Dobbins, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do because they are a run-heavy team. Mm
0: -hmm. So I think he'll take a leap. And style of play is so important to remember. Right. Um, and the fact that Mark Ingram's best year was 2019. Did you fact check that? His best yeah. fantasy year was 2019. Like,
1: oh, um, or I'm was not sure fantasy wise, but I know his like career wise, it was. No, no, it would have been uh,
2: like 20 with the Saints, right? 17 yeah. or
1: 18, yeah. But Either I know way. it was. So, sorry, it was his best year receiving wise. Like, I think okay. PPR, I think it might have been his best year. Because of PPR, maybe okay. not in standard. Uh,
0: regardless, the point stands. To me, running backs fall off the cliff so quickly. Like the fact that he was a but top 24, it, it, like he was a top because, running back.
2: It's because of how fast they're running.
0: <laughs> they just can't stop. They run themselves right off the cliff, <laughs> exactly. But the drop to go from being a very good, I think, RB2, two seasons ago in 2019, to this year becoming – we hate to say it, but fantasy irrelevant this year um, is remarkable. And that, that's what happens to running backs. So it's something to always be aware of. And that's why I think it's so important that we're talking about these second year running backs because they have youth on their side uh, and they don't have the wear and tear that some of these other guys do. So, you know, we're eventually going to see these older running backs who've been in, the, in the, the league, even three, four years, take steps backwards, right? Whereas some of these guys are going to be taking steps forward. Kareem Hunt, that's a perfect example. I think Kareem Hunt's seen his best years for fantasy, and he finished 10th this year, this past season, which is wild. He, I think he's going to take a step back, and I think he should be looking more to target some of these younger running backs.
1: And just to – Two sense, Pulling it up now, Mark Ingram. Uh, it was his New Orleans Saints uh, 2017 year. He had 249. Nailed it. nailed it. most 249. So this was uh, – 2019 was his second best at 229. Which is impressive. Right.
0: But Moose nailed it again. We didn't even need producer Jim. Producer Jim does not work weekends. That's why we're all on our own. Thanks, Anthony, for fact-checking that. Um, okay, we mentioned most most <laughs> mentioned most mentioned of the rookie running backs from this year uh, or the next year, as Anthony's been saying, the sophomore running backs ne- heading into next year. Um, but let's talk about uh, this one last one and move into our, our next segment here, Moose.
2: Moving on to the They Said It on Reddit. And um, this one, said it on Reddit, comes from I, uh, I foolishly meant to write this down and I didn't, so let me just look it up real quick, because it's a it's a bunch of letters. It came from user mdff90, and uh, his question on Reddit is, "Is James Robinson a one year wonder?" So just to give uh, a quick recap here on on uh, James Robinson. Uh, 240 carries for uh, 1,070 yards. It's an average of 4.5 yards per carry. Seven tutties, 49 receptions, (laughs) three tutties for 344 yards. And uh, one thing to note is that uh, in the modern era, he apparently has the most scrimmage yards for an undrafted rookie. So with with the situation in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence coming in, Urban Meyer coaching, um, I don't know if I'm saying this name right. Darryl Bevel as the offensive coordinator. Yep. Um, what do you guys yep. think? What do you guys think? Is he a one-year wonder? Is he going to come back and do the same, do more regression? I mean, I, I listen, I, I get
0: where people are coming from with this concern, but to me, he is no vanilla ice. He is going to be more than just his one hit wonder. He's no, this season's not an ice ice baby. Okay. Um, and I know the fact that he was undrafted um makes a difference because e- if you don't have invested a lot of draft capital invested in a player, it's easier to move off of them versus someone you draft in the first or second round, you're gonna give them all the opportunity in the world. But to me, this offense is only gonna get better with Urban Meyer there, with Trevor Lawrence, we're assuming Trevor Lawrence taking over the helm, the talent they already have in DJ Chark, Levis Cashineau, Keelan Cole, whatever. Um, they need more pieces. They need pieces to protect Trevor Lawrence, but uh, you know, I don't see them going out and drafting or bringing in another guy. Um, you know, even if they do, maybe at worst, James Robinson's opportunities come down. His volume comes down a bit. Cause I know it was insane this year and outrageous. So maybe there's other options to go to. So he doesn't get as many overall touches, but his
2: talent is, was clear. Yeah. I, um, I, this year, I tend to agree with that. Dave, he's, uh, he's definitely no chumba Wumba. Um, he, he might, (laughs) He might get knocked down, but he'll get up again.
1: Oh, my God. And
2: they're never going to keep him down, which is uh, also a one-hit wonder. But, uh, no, I, I had marked down that exactly that. He's going to be – no matter what happens, he's going to be a goal-line monster, especially with Trevor Lawrence pushing that offense downfield.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think he'll be a one-hit wonder. Um, I don't think you can expect him to be – as high in the fantasy rankings as he was this past year, because what he did was ridiculous. We can all agree. Um, I think he will still be heavily used. And of course, like assuming Trevor Lawrence is there, it just gives a boost. Um, I think he can still make it into the top 12, but I don't know. Like, I I think I like his situation better as long as they don't bring anyone else in better than Antonio Gibson. Um, unfortunately, I thought Antonio Gibson, like he was my favorite uh, one of my favorite uh, rookies last last year, but I do think seeing James Robinson and seeing the Jacksonville situation potentially get better with all the you know the the new coaching staff and then, you know, like we said, assuming Trevor Lawrence is there, I think James Robinson is is gonna be every year like in the mix. I think he I think he'll finish in within the top 10 or 12 uh, fantasy points for the running backs.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what I was thinking is, you know, we're, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence is amazing and uh, we're assuming that he's going to come to the NFL, be a superstar, really boost that Jacksonville offense. So worst case, I mean, would you, we, let's say James Robinson just became tutty dependent. Would you still draft him?
1: Cause, yes, cause, I, and actually, I, cause yeah. I,
2: I just, I just, even cause I think they're just going to, they're going to be in the red zone. So even if he's tutty dependent, you know, yeah. he's the guy who's going to break through. <laughs> I
0: can't get over yeah, that. We because that how committed Moose is to calling touchdowns teddies, and I love it. I wrote and it down. It's on my. That notebook. is that is my commitment to James Robinson being draftable next year. And listen, yeah. if people are like, if all these other sophomore running backs and other guys are gonna big names are gonna go ahead of him next year in the draft, great. Wait and pick him up if you can pick him up as your RB three. You know, uh, like, I don't think he'll fall that low. You don't think so? No, I think no, he no. could. He, I think he'll be he will. at least he'll be late. He'll be late RB two.
2: Yep, I think I think
1: you could so get So you think you'll you be around AJ Dillon? Yes, you could get him. Well, hold third. on, no. AJ Dillon right now. But you said but you just said as your third running back, he yeah, if we, Aaron was Jones, Jones. If Aaron that's Jones, Jones is not agreeing that AJ
0: Dillon would come.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm thinking was, I'm thinking you could
2: easily get uh James Robinson in the 3rd and 4th round.
0: Yes. Easily. I think so.
1: And I mean, I hope so. For, for our sake of trying to get him that late. But do you know what I think people will look at? And I think how the rankings will kind of have him higher than we might expect him is the fact that Jacks, and we mentioned this before, Jacksonville was the worst team. And usually terrible teams that are losing play from behind and don't use the running game. But they that was this year. Yeah, huh? exactly, exactly. You're right, exactly. But that's it. So yeah. he's still productive and touchdowns, let's face it, touchdowns, give give a boost to the give a boost to all positions because he doesn't have like if he gets two touchdowns a game that's 12 points he doesn't have to rely on yards you know obviously that's not sustainable every game to get two touchdowns but i mean if you if his situation is only going to get better like i mean why would he be all all i'm saying
2: all i'm saying is being the marquee of the mid-round he's the (laughs) first guy i'm targeting going into those mid-rounds
1: if he, well, he, there, he, if he makes it he there, one hundred percent.
2: But he won't
0: make it to the. We we were calling mid round, starting round like five, right? Okay. This wow. year for marquee. so so you
2: listen. might re- You might if you're if you're uh, if you're uh, also a marquee of your of your league, then you might be looking to reach from a bit in the, in the third or yeah, fourth.
0: Yeah, I'm like, listen, uh, I think this season was no right said Fred, and uh, I think uh, he's not too sexy. To pick in the third round right that's, that's your road i'm too sexy and then when i do pick them up in the third or fourth round i'll be los del rio dancing the macarena and okay, celebrating
2: dave i think Wright said fred had more than one song
0: i just googled vh1's 100 greatest one hit wonders <laughs> and it came up but there are some other questionable ones here but <laughs> i i they said it's uh they're calling it a one-hit wonder <laughs> okay yeah all right well let's uh baby got back to the original uh, task at hand here, gentlemen, which is another one hit wonder. And uh, <laughs> let's uh, finish, wrap up this James Robinson talk. So um, we're all in agreement, not a one hit wonder. Yep. Correct. All right. Sweet. I love it. Um, so hit us up. User that user on Reddit. What was it? U-M-H-H?
2: UM. HH. One sec. It was uh, MDFF90. I was way off. MDFF90. Thank you for that. They
0: said it on Reddit. Fantastic. Um, gentlemen, I have been drinking a beer this whole episode. You'll be happy to know. Uh, it is past. It is officially not morning, so I'm more a little more comfortable drinking a beer. Um, and I have it poured into my um, engraved Pittsburgh Steelers mug. Just <laughs> so dope. One of my Christmas gifts this year. Uh, and I'm drinking a Steamworks Nitro Cold Brew Cream Ale. It's only 4.6%, so it's nothing crazy, but we're only 12 p.m. Um, and I don't know, do you guys know this about Is this with other cream ales? But it specifically has instructions for a hard pour where it says, for optimal enjoyment, open the can and immediately invert into a glass. Cascading nitrogen bubbles will go to work, creating a distinctly smooth cream ale. Folks, we have liftoff. That's what it says on the can, and this I- is, uh, Steamworks is out of Burnaby, B.C.,
1: I've heard of that, but I don't know if it's set it on other cans of cream ales. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done it with like
2: bottles of beer, but I, yeah, I didn't know if it was specific to cream ales. Yeah. But I am drinking, I ran out of beer. So I am drinking a bourbon lemonade with bullet bourbon and lemon Mio, which is the, the flavoring.
0: Did you add any soda water, any carbonated water?
2: Yes. I, oh, yeah. nice. okay, good. I'm not, just just, making sure? I'm not just drinking bourbon with mio that would be so gross (laughs) okay you you didn't mention it but yeah i guess (laughs) what about you anthony
1: um i don't i'm not at home so i do not have a beer i am at my i'm currently recording elsewhere uh but i had a Aberlour. uh there was no bourbon either so Mm -hmm. i'm having a scotch a 12-year Aberlour. oh a
0: 12-year Aberlour, nice yes a little bit fancier
1: well, that's the better is there base. One. Is their base
0: is their base not the 10 year?
1: Yeah. Uh the base is the 10 year, but I don't think anyone ever buys that. Like whenever oh, I know so people that have me. it. excuse me.
0: Don't don't stick no, your no, no, nose up in sh-
1: well, me, sir. For getting an Aberlour 10 year. Well, most people that I know that that love Aberlour and buy it, they they always go for the 12. I don't know anyone that's ever ha- I've never even tried the 10.
0: I have. Yeah. So thanks. So I don't know. <laughs>
1: If you have Anyways, the 10, uh, uh, I guess good for you. I yeah, mean.
0: great, great. Grant, wonderful. Yeah. I'm enjoying my cream ale, though. It's delicious. It's going down real I, easy.
1: I also had an engraved uh, um, mug like you do for the bears, but unfortunately, I, did, I had a rookie mistake. Um, <gasps> you I, it? No, even worse. So straight out of the dishwasher where it's piping hot, I poured a beer, and then the temperature change shattered it.
2: There's a lot just, of questions. So you there's did a lot break of questions. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I didn't drop it. There's a lot it of just... questions okay, sorry.
2: in that story. Why? Why would you pour beer into a, into a hot glass hot mug? Anyways, well, okay. regardless okay. Well, of the science of it. It wasn't breaking.
1: that hot. I was drunk and wanted my beer like now-ish. And then... It would have made
2: the beer warm. Why would you just drink the beer
1: out of the bottle? I don't know. Drunk. <laughs> Jeez, Anthony. It's yeah. just drunk drunkenness. Drunkenly doing
2: the dishes and then using the piping hot mug to drink it. No, I didn't do the dishes. That decision is more
0: more questionable (laughs) than starting Mike Evans in week fourteen. Oh goodness! I'm not. I'm not
1: not addressing this. Yeah, Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm not addressing it either. It's enough (laughs) with the Mike Evans. All
0: right, we'll have to come up with a new thing. That's the thing of season two, but
1: still sending um, us Mike Evans stuff on. <laughs> on our private chat. so I like ridiculous. instigating.
0: I like instigating but
1: it's the like, Mike Evans. Yeah, thing. that's it. It's not even you versus Moose. It's usually me versus Moose. And you're just yeah. like,
2: and then I just take whichever side I like that day. <laughs> it's yeah. it's over. I've said my bit and it's uh it's fine. People can All take right. it or leave it. All Until we get it into it.
1: the the next rankings of the wide receivers later in the year. Fair enough. All right.
2: So uh this is uh this is going out to our fans here a little bit. Uh you know, we've been we've been doing a little bit more work on uh developing our our podcast, our social presence. We've we've updated some artwork for uh, all of our uh you know which is beautiful uh, out- by the outlets. way, Moose. yeah. And uh it. we found out that uh we we can see what our listeners are listening to, so to speak. And uh so I'm picking out an artist here and I'm, I'm going with Kaigo. You guys you guys know who Kaigo is? Yes. I think that's how you say it. But remind me of their famous song and how it goes. Well, I don't even know. Just in case, I don't even know it's their song originally. It's it's higher love.
0: Higher love. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I don't think that's their song originally. I think that's a it's a remake, isn't it?
0: I don't know about that, but there's definitely another there's definitely another Kygo song, but that one's good.
2: I don't know. I don't even I didn't even know Kygo did that song until I just looked it up. I think I think Whitney Houston does the original higher love.
0: Okay then we should have
2: known that <laughs> well i don't know i'm not a big whitney houston fan I, I i i don't even know if i could name you another whitney houston song the christmas the one the song from the bodyguard doesn't she do a christmas song and i, that's
0: the one. I, I will always love you that's
1: what An- that's what Anthony's i won't even try to hit that's, it
2: that's what anthony sings to Moose julio jones though that that's what anthony sings to julio jones
1: <laughs> fair. Yeah, probably. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> but maybe I not. Can get into a little,
2: but the ver the
0: higher love, Kaigo's version of Higher Love is quite good. What else do they have? Stole the show from 2015. Know, I'm just looking at Google.
2: I don't know. Anyways, so and keep somebody. listening, enjoy, have fun with that. Uh also, while you're listening to our podcast, please we appreciate it if you could give us a rating, send us a review on iTunes. Um, Follow us on Spotify or send us an email. Let us know what you think. If there's something about our podcast you don't like or something that you'd like to hear, we're open. We're, uh, you know, we're developing new ideas. We're, uh, you know, we want to make something that, that everyone, everyone can listen to.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The comments will help us out dearly. We want to hear back from you. So whatever you feel comfortable, uh, like even, said, if, email. even if you feel
2: uncomfortable,
1: leave yeah. us a comment
0: yeah i mean even if your feedback is you'd like anthony to speak less and you know moose to speak more just send us the feedback we'd really just like to what anthony. is
1: with you and me today <laughs> such a oh why are we a g podcast <laughs> i would rip into you right now oh, but um man. all right no. or how that... about or or you know leave a comment like we hope that dave actually wins a trophy for once oh Ooh. shots fired Ouch.
0: Oh, man. All right. We'll leave you guys on that note. As always, thanks for
1: listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.